Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Evan Burfield. Regulatory hacking, a playbook for startups, is really the culmination of this incredibly cool journey I've had the privilege to go on over the last five years. Through co-founding 1776 with Donna Harris, I've gotten to meet these incredible startup founders all over the world, from Silicon Valley, from Washington, D.C., but also Nairobi, Singapore, London, Brussels. And this is really more a story about the incredible things I've learned from them. What all of them have in common is that they're not just building startups. They're not doing all the same usual stuff that you might read about in TechCrunch. They really are going out and they're trying to tackle these big, incredible, important, inspiring problems. The kinds that really do make the world a better place, not in the sort of trite way that I think all of us kind of roll our eyes at now when Silicon Valley uses, but truly trying to figure out how you improve food distribution in Africa or help wounded soldiers to be able to walk and see and hear again, right? These are deeply meaningful things. And so kind of through interacting with all of these founders, over time, we started to realize there was a methodology to what the best ones were doing. And the kind of specific genesis point was, God, probably about two years ago now, I did this podcast with Andreessen Horowitz. It wasn't actually supposed to be on regulatory hacking. It was kind of supposed to be on trends we were seeing around the world. But that's what it ended up being about. And Andreessen Horowitz released it, and it got a fair amount of pickup. And then I had this editor from Portfolio, my imprint at Penguin Books, reach out about six months later and was like, hey, do you want to write a book about this? And I had really never thought about that before. But as I kind of started to think about it, it seemed like really something that needed to be out there. So much of the advice I share in different parts of the book are conversations I've had over and over again with different founders. So you know what? Why not get it out there? And hopefully it inspires more founders to tackle these kinds of problems. It inspires investors to think differently about how to fund them. And it teaches these founders and these investors about a new way to go about building companies. So that was kind of the the inspiration. That was the genesis for me. And it's been an unbelievably cool experience for me. Honestly, narrating the audiobook was a whole lot harder than I expected. You know, I sit here in this room And throughout the day, I can feel my mouth getting more and more tired. I can feel my eyes getting tired. Each of the nights I've gone home and kind of complained to my wife, and she sort of rolls her eyes like, so you're complaining because you had to sit in a chair and talk all day. Isn't that kind of what you like doing anyway, Evan? But I've had a great crew here with me. For those of you who don't know, like, I kind of read the book, and then this voice of God will come in periodically and be like, maybe we, we redo that line over again, or, hey, was your stomach grumbling there or something? It's been tough, but it's actually been a a lot of fun. Great experience. I think there have been some fun debates about how you pronounce illustrative versus illustrative or forte versus forte versus fort. But I think the hardest has been a couple of the names in the book. I made a real point in the book about not just profiling Silicon Valley startups or even U.S. startups, but really showing how regulatory hacking can be applied all around the world. And so we have some founders from a lot of different places. And I think the one, I actually have the sticky note here in front of me. I've interacted with him a number of times before when you're interviewing him, but Vitsa von Ronsbeek was, we were sitting here going back and forth on YouTube 
really, really figuring out like how you pronounce that name. And I kept screwing it up. And so finally, Paula gave me a sticky note with like the right phonetic pronunciation. So Vitsa, I hope I got it right. If I didn't, I apologize. I will get you a beer next time I'm in the Netherlands. What I hope from listeners getting to hear the narration from me versus some professional actor is in certain really important parts of the book, my passion and my sincerity and how much I really do care about this stuff. I opened the book by talking about my two kids and I think really genuinely, right? Like kids are our hostage to the future. We have to get these problems right so that our kids and our grandkids eventually inherit a better world. And I think a lot of the people you read on these pages and others like them, they really are going out and they're trying to tackle these big problems. Paula kept kind of coaching me to not go too inspirational, not go too excited too often, but at certain key points, I hope it did come through. I'm actually not a big listener of audiobooks. I I actually tend to read books on my Kindle, but my mom is a fanatical listener of audiobooks. And so when Penguin reached out and said, hey, it's time to do the audiobook, here's a list of potential narrators, why don't you pick one? I forwarded to her because I didn't know any of the names. And she came back and said, oh my goodness, this one's amazing. He's one of my favorite narrators. This other one's here is good. And she goes, but why don't you narrate it? You know, in the way moms do, your voice is so deep and it would be so wonderful and all that. I wasn't planning to narrate it, but to some extent, this is a kind of an ode to my mom. And I hope she really enjoys listening to me narrate this book I wrote. Again, I opened the audiobook by talking about Endeavor, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. When Paul and I were prepping for this before we actually started recording, I kind of confessed that the experience I've had over the last year, year and a half of reading out loud has all been reading little kids' books. Endeavor really likes Dr. Seuss, so I've had a lot of experience reading these crazy tongue twisters and everything. And so I, I sort of asked Paul, I was like, is this at all like reading a kid's book out loud? And she said, you know, you'd actually be surprised how similar it is, but we're probably going to take it down a notch a little bit. I've been sitting here for three days with Paula continuously going, just slow down, just speak naturally. It's a whole lot harder to actually do than to say, but that's probably the advice that's proved, I hope, the best. And it's probably the advice I would repeat to the next author who has to narrate their audiobook. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.